Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. Do you want the blessing or the curse? Do you want the blessing or the curse? And I can answer that. I know you answer me, well, Pastor, I want the blessing. I don't want the, want the curse. And if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, you know that that's what you want, and you know that's what you can have, or you should know that. We kind of highlighted this particular message like this. We just made this simple statement. It is not right or just for the righteous to be cursed. It's not right for the righteous to be cursed. We've been redeemed from the curse. So therefore, it's not right. It's not just for us uh, because God has has paid the penalty and we've been redeemed and we don't have to have it. God wants us to walk in abundantly above what we could ask or think. God wants us to uh, live and move and have our being in him and everything that we do and everything that we are and everything that we have. Well, pastor, let's get back into the scripture. And so you can tell me it's important that we believe that there is a blessing and also, it's important that we believe there is a curse. And, and, and for you to live, for us to live today, we ought to be able to see because the curse is taking place all over the world right now because people don't know Christ or they don't believe. And that curse effect is all over the world. But for you and I that are believers, we have access or it's been provided for us the blessing, and the blessing is ours. Well, Pastor, what does the Bible say? That's what we want to get into. Well, in Galatians chapter 3, Galatians 3, and we're going to look at uh, starting at verse 6 and 7. Galatians 3, verse 6 says this, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Abraham, Father Abraham, he believed God, and that's essential. And it was because he believed God, it was accounted for him for righteousness. But notice verse 7. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. We're sons of Abraham. Whether you're a male son or a female son, you're a child uh, of of the promise of Abraham, the Abrahamic covenant. And so... If Abraham was blessed, we have entitlement because we're children of Abraham, verse 7 says. And we need to know that. And we need to know that because we're children of Abraham, God said he made us the righteousness in in the new covenant. We are the righteousness of Christ. He made us that way. You know what? If you hadn't been saying it, you need to start letting, telling yourself or quoting on the fact that I'm righteous. Wait a minute. I don't know if I heard you out there. Are you righteous? I hope you said, yes, I am, because you are. Well, Pastor, I don't feel righteous all the time. I didn't ask you how you feel. And, and it's not, and it's, 
it is important how you feel, but you don't need to allow your feelings to rule you, to rule you and to establish who you are because your feelings will change like the wind. One day you'll get up and you'll feel one way. Another day you'll get up and you'll feel another way. But according to God's word, he made you and I the righteousness of Christ. We're heirs and joint heirs with him. So you need to know that you are the righteous. And because you are the righteous, and the fact that you are is because Jesus paid the price. He paid the penalty. And so therefore, you need to know that the blessings that come with the righteous are yours. But you got to instill the fact and know that you're righteous, that you're the righteousness of God because he made you that way, because he loves you. You know, one other version, we'll go down in Galatians chapter three, and we're going to look at Galatians chapter three, and we're going to go back up to verse uh, seven again in a moment, but in Galatians three, verse 26, Galatians three, verse 26, it says this, for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. You and I are children of God by faith, us trusting and believing what God's word says. You know, we haven't known what this verse means fully, and we haven't, so therefore we haven't acted like we are children of God from time to time, because sometimes we hadn't acted that way. <laughs> Amen. We sometimes we acted disobedience. Sometimes we we've done things uh, knowingly that we shouldn't have. And but that doesn't take uh, the fact away. If you're born again, if you're saved, that you have been redeemed from the curse of the law, that you have a, and are part of God's redemptive plan, and God wants you to know what you have and what you can do and what you can be because Jesus went to the cross and he paid the price. He took the penalty upon himself. Therefore, you and I don't have to. And thank God for that. We've been redeemed from the penalty and we've been redeemed to the blessing. There is something that surrounds a Christian who knows who they are in Christ, that has had their mind renewed by the word of God, that understands that blessing is theirs. And we're going to find out. We're going to investigate that. What I wanted to do today is to go back and examine the blessing and examine the curse. We talked about the fact that we have been redeemed from poverty. And we talked about the fact that when we give, that uh, it's based on what God, God's response is based on what we do. When we give more, and you go back and look at that. We looked at scriptures that tell, when we give more, more blessings are going to come our way. If we have a heart of giving, then God is going to shower down the blessings upon us. If we don't give, that's not sowing seed. That's not planting. That's there. So you're not going to have anything to reap. It's not, we don't teach on this, this way to cause uh, folks just to uh, know, think that we want something, but we desire that, that God's blessings abound to you. And when you give, 
you set yourself up for that. You set yourself up for the blessings. But let's continue in Galatians 3. Verse 27 says this, For as many of you as, has, as have been baptized unto Christ have put on Christ. If you put on Christ, how you put him on? Uh, by by making him your your savior and by making him your Lord. That means you submit yourself to him. And you, that means you submit yourself to his word, what his word says. Notice verse 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. In other words, it doesn't matter uh, whether you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter uh, what your na nationality is. When God grants blessing to his children, you're included. And so you need to know that. Heir means we have an inheritance. Notice verse 29 in Galatians 3. And if you be Christ, then ye or you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What promise? The promise of the blessing. The promise of the blessing. God's blessing is for us. God's blessing is to us. And Jesus paid a price so that we could have life and life more abundantly. We know John 10, 10 said that Jesus came to this earth that we may have life and life more abundantly. An abundant life is a blessed life. An abundant life is when you have more than enough because we serve a God who's more than enough. So the blessings are ours, and God wants us to walk in the supernatural blessings of God. Now, let's go back, and we want to examine that statement very carefully, the, that word blessing. Let's go back up and look at Galatians uh, 3 verse 7 again and examine what it says. Again, know ye therefore that they which are of faith, are you of faith? I believe you are. I believe you're believing for God's best for you in your life. But notice what it continues to say. The same are the children of Abraham. Let me ask you this question. Was Abraham blessed? Yes, he was. Father Abraham, we say, even when we were little, we sang about Father Abraham. Abraham was blessed abundantly above what he could ask or think. Not only was he blessed, but his children and his children's children were blessed. That occurred because they were heirs according to the promise. And if we're Abraham's heirs, then we should be blessed. The gospel includes the blessing. What do you mean by that? Let's look at verse 8 in Galatians uh, 3. It says this, And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith. Now, we were, all, we were all heathen before we got saved, but we were saved by grace or by faith or by grace through faith. God's grace, our faith. So we're faith people, right? And that's not just a religious movement. That's a lifestyle practice like we talked about last week. Notice what it says. I'll start back at the beginning of verse 8 again. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before 
the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Blessing, when you receive the blessing or when the word of God is preached, that's including the blessing. And we haven't understood that. We haven't understood the impact of God's word that we should carry. I'm when I was studying this, <laughs> and, and Pastor Ellen and I were talking about it, realizing that God has been so grateful to, to and He's been so uh, magnificent, magnificent to us. Why? Because He blessed us more than what we deserved. Matter of fact, He didn't give us what we deserved. He gave us the fact that what He deserved the blessing. And because we're blessed, our son is blessed. Because we're blessed, folks that hang around us are blessed. Because we're blessed, the church is going to be blessed. Because you're blessed, your job is going to be blessed. Because you're blessed, the blessings of God are going to precede you. And people are going to want to be around you. That's part of the blessing. That is the gospel. And a lot of times people get on, uh, you know, well, you know, I, I don't deserve all that, Pastor. You know, I, I've done wrong. Well, it's not based on what you did. Thank God. It's not based on what I did. Thank God. It's based on what Jesus did for us. And he paid the penalty. He, we've been redeemed from the curse, but the curse is real. We see it all around us but you don't have to participate in it. Oh, no, Pastor. I mean, everything, when the gas prices go up, you know, I got to pay the same price you do, but God will supply everything that you have need of. God will give you the extra that you need. He'll give you more than enough because he's a God who's more than enough. God will give you abundantly above what you can ask or think. That's the blessing. You know, that's the plan that you and I should be living on. Well, Pastor, I hadn't always lived on in that blessed plan. Neither have I. But you know, the more I find out about it, the more I start confessing it with my mouth and believing it, the more I'm going to receive it. And the more I'm going to see it. And you know what? The people around you are going to see it too as well. Notice verse 9 in, in Galatians uh, uh, chapter 3. It says, so then... They which be of faith, and you already said, we already said we're of faith, are blessed with faithful Abraham. Notice, Abraham was faithful. How about you and me? I'm going to be as faithful as I can be. <laughs> Amen. I want to walk in the faithfulness of God. You know, even when I hadn't known certain things, God has protected me because of his word. Part of the blessing package is protection. When Abraham was in, in the world and when he was living, not only did he receive, was he the richest man of his time, but he walked in protection. There were folks that fought him, but he won because he was walking in the blessing. When you walk in the blessing, again, there's something on you. There's something around you. There's something in you, and part of that is protection, but it's also influence. It's also the ability to affect with your words 
the circumstances and situations around you. And we haven't known this, so we haven't always taken advantage of it. Pastor, it sounds like that's unfair. Well, it's fair to the believer. And it's something that we should be walking in. Everywhere you go, you ought to leave a blessing. Everything that you do, you can leave a blessing. I thank God. I, I even think about when I go into a restaurant and there's a waitress. And if they're good waitress or waiter, thank God. But no matter who they are, I want to bless them. And I want to bless them big. Why? Because I'm representing Christ. Well, Pastor, if they don't serve you good, why are you going to bless them then? As an example of love. And hey, you don't know what's going on in that individual's life. You don't know what kind of pressures they're under. And if you bless them abundantly above what they even could think or imagine, that could change their entire, not only day, but that could change the influence that they have in their life. And it may open up a door for you, and it is a witness in you being a blessing to them. You're sowing into them. And you sow, you can sow with finances, but you can sow also, you need to sow in finances to waitresses and waiters. You need to be a blessing because they're blessing you. They're serving you. When we serve God, he blesses us. It's part of the blessing package. It's ours and we have it. And we ought to walk in light of it. God's word is so important. In other words, again, the gospel, the good news includes the blessing and it surrounds us it's in us everywhere i go i want folks to see the difference i want people to to know there's something unique about him i want them to see that god that's in me and that's the blessing god has a plan for you a plan not to harm you uh, god wants to make you rich and that that rich means full supply God wants to supply all your need, but with that riches, it's not going to come any sorrow. It's not going to come any shame. That's what the devil does. But the blessings plan causes increase, not decrease. We must believe in the blessing and the curse because there is a curse out there. There is a curse. Well, let me ask this question then. And let me look at and see what my time is. I'm not going to finish this today, I know. And we're just getting started on it. I'm laying a foundation for something, church. And you and I, I hope you're shouting where you are. I hope you're giving each other high fives. Because if you're born again, if you're saved, if you are the righteousness of Christ, and if you're saved, you are, then the blessing is in you, on you, and all around you. And that's going to affect everything and everybody around you question what does blessing mean what does blessing mean we've described it already to a certain degree but we want to go in the word it should be more than a phrase that we use when someone sneezes you know when most people when someone sneezes they'll people say and i've done it and you have too uh god bless you you know when when the world says that or when most people say that what do they mean they don't mean anything. It's just a response. It's just a phrase. 
But when God says, I'm going to bless you, that means something. When God says, I'm going to bless you, the blessings of God are going to overtake you. We have to realize we are not blessed by what we did. We are blessed because of what Jesus did. Jesus paid the price. He redeemed that which was lost. You know, one of the scriptures that we need to, again, and I, and I quoted part of it already, but we need to look at it, is in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21 says this, For he hath made him to be sin for us, the Father, made Jesus to be sin for us, who knew no sin. He committed no sin. Uh, he, he, he never sinned. But the Bible says he was made to be sin, ours, because he didn't have any. But notice what it says. Why? That we might be made the righteousness of God. Are you righteous? I hope you said I am, Pastor, I'm righteous. I'm the righteousness of Christ. Start quoting that to yourself. Start saying, I'm the righteousness of Christ. Because again, the righteous is not right for the righteous to be cursed. It's not right for the just to be cursed. If you know you're the righteousness of Christ, then you should be expecting that air of blessing to surround you. And you know, the enemy is no different with me than he is with you. I know every time you make a mistake, uh, the enemy is going to remind you. He'll remind you of stuff that you did 20 years ago. You don't deserve the blessings of God. You know, you, you know, uh, something bad's going to happen to you. No, it's not. I love what Brother Robert said. And when he said in when the show came on, something good is going to happen to you today. You know what? I'm believing that should be our confession that something good is going to happen to us. Why? Because we're the righteous. We're the heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. He paid the price. And you know what? Where I go, the blessings follow. It's in the word. You know, uh, you can wear shoes that will last, last you 40 years. Really, Pastor? Yes. That scripture, that's what happened with the children of Israel. Your, their clothes didn't wear out. They were out in the desert. And because they were walking in the blessings, they nothing wore, wore out. And none of them were sick. And they had the abundant blessings that, that the Egyptians, and Egypt was a type of sin, they gave them all their riches. So they came out of Egypt blessed abundantly above what they could ask or think. That's the kind of blessing that God wants you and I to be walking in today. God has not changed. If he supplied the, the blessings of God for, for the children of Israel, he's going to supply the blessings of God for the children, his children in Sylacauga or wherever you are today, anywhere in the world. And it doesn't make any difference what country you're in. It doesn't make any difference what the G G 
GNP is or what the stock market does. When you're walking in a blessing plan, the blessings are, should be overtaking you. I can see, I can't see that, but I know folks are you're shouting out there because that's ours and we can walk in a lot of that. Are you the righteousness of Christ? Are you righteous? Yes, pastor, I am. God bless you. Let's, let's continue on in Galatians 3. Let's go back there. Galatians 3. And again, it's not because you or I deserved it, but Jesus paid the price, the price for us to be blessed. But look at Galatians 3, verse 10. Let's read here. Man, I'm going to have to hurry. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Disobedience causes the curse. We see it all around us. Being contrary to doing what God's word said will cause curse and curses is out there. It's real. The curse is real. Notice verse 11 but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just, the righteous, the blessed shall live by faith. Are you living by faith? If you're saved, you're born again, you're the just. It's not right for the righteous to, to have the curse, to be experienced in the curse. Why? Because we've been redeemed from the curse. Verse 12 says, and the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. If you try to live in your own strength under the law, they couldn't keep the law back in the old covenant. But the blessings of God are, are, are ours because they were Abraham's and we're Abraham's seed. Well, pastor, what is the blessing? You asked, you told me what the blessings mean, but I'm, I'm going to start this. I know we're not going to finish it, but you need to hear this. You need to know what is the blessing. And we're going to go to Leviticus chapter 25. Leviticus 25. That's a companion scripture to Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28 tells us all the blessings and it lists out all the curse, curses and what they are. But, and we need to know that the blessings are real and the curses are real but we're the blessed. Leviticus 28, I mean, excuse me, 25, and then even the chapter after that, it goes into specifics of the blessing. But let's look at Leviticus 25, starting at verse 18. He's talking about statutes that God uh, told them to keep at that time. Notice what it says in verse 18. Wherefore ye shall do my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. And what happens when you do that? And you shall dwell in the land in safety. As I said, Abraham, part of his blessing package, when he walked, he walked in protection. You and I, I know there's wars and rumors of wars. I know there's all kinds of things that are going on in all kinds of cities. But when you're walking in the protection of the blessing package of God, you're going to be safe. You're going to have safety. It's a part of it. And you can have that. But we need to know that. Safety was a part of the blessing. Notice verse 19 in Leviticus 25. What happened? And you have to remember back in the, Old covenant. These we're talking. He's talking to uh, uh, an, 
an, an agrarian society, farmers, people that raise crops and for a living, and that's how they survived. That's what they did. But notice what this said. Uh, these these were folks that were uh, could, could walk in the blessings of God. I mean, it was an old covenant relationship, but you know what? God is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever, and forever. The covenant changes, but God is the same. What he did good for them, he wants to do even better for you and I because we have a better covenant. But notice what happened to, to these folks in Leviticus. Verse 19, and the land shall yield her fruit, and ye shall eat your full field. Glory to God. I like that. <laughs> and dwell therein safety. That word safety comes again. Notice uh, verse uh, 20 and 21. And if you shall say, what shall we eat the seventh year? Behold, we shall not sow nor gather in our increase. Wait a minute, Pastor. Remember, and when you study this out, what he said, that for six years, they would plant seed, they would prepare the ground, they would harvest, and that they would do uh and have and reap and eat to their full and be blessed for for six years. But notice he said, what shall we eat the seventh year? Behold, we shall not sow nor gather in our increase. In other words, the seventh year was just sort of like the seventh day illustration that God gave it to rest. God told them to rest not to work the seventh year, not to plant, not to plow the fields, not to do any sort of work for an entire year. You're talking about a vacation, but wait a minute, preacher. Didn't you say this was a, a, a an agrarian society? And you know, I know what the people said. When he told them to do that, they probably thought, wait a minute, what are we going to eat? That's how they survive. That's how they live. If they didn't plant for a whole year, how were they going to make it? A blessing. <laughs> how are you got and I going to make it? The blessing. He said, don't work. A lot of times people think when they need something extra that they need to get a, a second or third or some folks even a fourth job. When that's not what we need to do as Christians, as believers, what do we need to do? We need to seek God and start expecting the blessing, the blessing, not more work, but the blessing, <laughs> amen, because it carries something with it. Let's notice again. I'm going to go back and read verse 20 again. And if you shall say, what shall we eat the seventh year? Behold, you shall not sow nor gather any increase. Nothing for a whole year. Thank God, a vacation. But how could this happen? The blessing. Verse 21 says, Then I will command my blessing upon you in the sixth year, and it shall bring forth fruit for three years. Praise God. You're talking about a magnification of blessing. Triple blessing. When on when you're walking in God's blessed plan, and this was, uh, again, uh, because they were old covenant believers. 
they got blessed when they planted that sixth year, they got triple. They got triple in the sixth year, and you know what? God hasn't changed. If he could do it then, he can do it now. That blessing is ours. Pastor, what do you say? The blessing means not that you got to get a second or a third job. The blessing is when you have that, we can have much more with less work. What you say? You can have, when you're walking in the blessing and the blessings on you and around you and in you, you can have much more and work less. Praise God. Our thinking, our mind has to be renewed to this. We've got to know and understand that God's blessing plan is ours. And God doesn't want you to work yourself into an early grave. He wants you to walk in the blessings that he's acquired or given you. But it's up to you to do it, to receive it, to have it. Glory to God. Pastor, can I have that? You sure can. I got to find a good unhooking spot. Proverbs, but I want to look at. Um, prop, did I read verse 22? Oh, okay. Let's look at Leviticus 25, 22. I almost left that out. And you shall sow the eighth year. They, you know, they rested the whole year. How would you like to take a vacation for a year and still have enough to eat? Remember, they didn't have refrigeration then. They didn't have, uh, they didn't know how to can and, and do the things. There was not a Piggly Wiggly or, or Publix. <laughs> Amen. I mean, I know they had where they could buy stuff or that, but what happened? The blessing. They got triple on that sixth year. So verse 22 said, and ye shall sow the eighth year and eat yet of old fruit until the ninth year. They had already enough to eat for, for three years. Until her fruits come in, you shall eat of the old store. Why well, was that kept? The blessing. <laughs> the blessing package. Oh, man, I get excited just thinking about it. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> you're the blessed of the Lord, and you need to say so. You're the righteousness of Christ, and you're heir to join there with Jesus Christ. You're Abraham's seed. The blessings are going to overtake you. Not the curse. There's a curse, but that's not who you are. That's not whose you are. It's not right for the righteous to be cursed. We need to walk in a blessing. It's ours. I can have it. Everything good comes from God is a blessing, and it's it should surround that anointing, that grace, those mercies, those giftings can surround us. We have access to them. We just got to know it and walk in it. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. That's what I'm going to start talking about the next time. <laughs> Amen. I got to stop. Oh, man. You got to stop. I got to stop. I think just do the time factor. But the blessings are yours. God loves you. We love you. We want you to have the best. Healing, health, wholeness, and wellness is yours. Financial prosperity is yours. The blessing is yours. Protection and safety is yours. No matter what you are, no matter what uh, educational level you have, no matter what type of uh, even salary that you have, it's not based on your natural salary. It's based on 
the blessing, the supernatural blessing of God. God will make your salary go farther than it ever than you ever could think or imagine. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I walk in it. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. But I'm going to walk in it more, and I believe that you are too. You need to go back and listen to this, don't you? But, hey, don't you miss next week, amen? Whether we're in person or online, don't miss it because we're going to go. Well, Pastor, let's pray. Let's pray. That's right. Let's pray. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much. We thank you for the peace of God. We thank you for the love of God. We thank you that we are heirs and joint heirs with you. Holy Spirit, have your way in our lives. Have your way in our church. Lord, we, the Holy Spirit, lead and guide those renovators to renovate timely and, and quickly and do the things that they need to do. And Lord, because this, this sanctuary is going to glorify you, the sanctuary, us, our temple, should be glorifying you. Holy Spirit, have your way in our hearts and our lives. Lord, help us to walk in that blessing plan. Help us to know that, that, every, that we're going to leave a blessing everywhere we go. And we're gonna, and we're gonna have, and we're folks that are around us are gonna be blessed because we had folks even that uh, use the things that we use, or even when we sell a car that we use, the ones that buy it, they're gonna be blessed because the blessing is gonna be on that car because we had it, Lord. We the and and everything like that that we have, the blessing will precede us and it will overtake us and everyone that surrounds us. Thank you, Lord, for helping us. Thank you. The first step. To walk in the blessings of God is to make it Jesus the Lord of your life. So right now, as we pray, let's thank God. Let's thank him. Right now, I'm inspired. You, you may have once been a part of the family of God, but you left. And you, you thought, oh, I've just done too much. No, God paid the price. He redeemed that which was lost, and that was us. So right now, repeat these words after me. Father God, I know I blew it. And I missed it. But right now I've been reminded that Jesus paid the price for me. So I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you died for me. Lord, I ask you to forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Lord, I thank you that I'm saved. Thank you that you're my Savior and I make you my Lord. I'm a brand new creature. I'm blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.